Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And we will be talking about Microsoft stuff on this podcast because, well, all the developer conferences are pretty much done. There are a couple stragglers, uh, Meta and Amazon, but uh, we covered the big three. So now we're back to our normally scheduled program of Microsoft News. Uh, ironically, our opening discussion will be about a little bit more than just Microsoft, but it's gaming in general, so Microsoft's involved. Uh, I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson, and I'm joined by... David Allen, how's everybody doing? And we promise that this is not an Apple bashing broadcast, and we promise that we're not going to talk about Apple for the next 45 minutes. In full transparency and good faith, we'll give you some of the headlines that we're going to be talking about, just so you know what to stay tuned for. We will be talking about a uh, free seven-day Ubisoft trial, which is available on Xbox uh, with dozens of games. We'll kind of go over that. Uh, Microsoft is expected to pay $425 million for a privacy fine. Uh, we are also talking about fines that uh, they'll be settling, I think, $20 million for an Xbox child data violation. That's some interesting details. If you're a parent or anything like that, we'll go over those. Uh, Microsoft is going to be killing Cortana uh, for Windows 10 and 11 later this year because Copilot uh, is now its new replacements. Uh, I'm so disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun, but, you know, anthropomorphized digital assistants are maybe a thing of the 2020s or whatever. (laughs) Uh, We were talking about Diablo uh, 5, I think it is, or is this... Yeah, it's four. Diablo. Um, I think it's four. Yeah, Diablo four. I keep trying yeah. to say five. Roman numerals are, are foreign to me, uh, but it's already apparently Blizzard's most successful game ever, and we'll be talking about why. Apple and lastly, we'll be wrapping up with Apple unveiling a new games porting toolkit, uh, which should allow Mac users to start playing Windows games. So, um, you know, we promised that we wouldn't talk about them or bash them, but this is very tangential to. Uh, uh, the WWC event, they're, they're focused on gaming and how this might bridge uh, cross, cross-platform cross play between the two platforms. Uh, with that being said, let's start off our opening discussion with All Gaming News, which happened, I believe, yesterday with uh, GameFest 2023. Uh, we have everything from Final, Fan- uh, from Final Fantasy VII's Rebirth game to the new Spider-Man 2 trailer release dates. Uh, we'll be covering some of those, you know, highlighted gaming things because there was a ton of news and i don't think we'll be able to cover all of it in our open discussion but hopefully we'll get to something that you're interested in as you kind of go over some of the he- highlights do you want to read off our first one which i believe is final fantasy let's see let me get the i got a white screen here folks give me just one second. yeah while he's looking that up i will cover that and maybe you can jump over to, to spider-man yep. because we do get a, a release date for that but final fantasy 7 rebirth is coming early 2024 so we got a little bit of a wait but for those of you who are fans of square enix uh you know final fantasy franchise the 7 remake trilogy should be out in early 2024 i believe there was a small demo so you can go to youtube uh, you can go to the xbox uh gaming channel to see some of these uh uh trailers or you can go to I believe GameFest has his own YouTube channel, and go check those out. Um, you can want to tell people who are waiting for Spider-Man when that'll be out? Spider-Man will be coming October 20th, 2023, so we're not too far away from that. Just days after Sony shared the shared a blowout gameplay presentation for Spider-Man 2, GameFest revealed that the long-awaited launch date is October 20th, as I mentioned we also got a box art reveal showing Peter and Miles in costume shooting webs and learned that Venom won't be Eddie Brock. So for, for those, those yeah. go ahead. 
No, let's say for those of you who are comic fans, this is a bit of a twist uh, because historically Eddie Brock has always been Venom. Uh, so we're going to be finding out. Uh, and normally, you know, if, if you know canonically, uh, Spider-Man was the first one to get this suit. So if it's not Peter, if it's not Miles, and it's not Eddie, who's going to be this new Venom? Uh, so I don't know if you've been reading the comics at all. It, it could be a, a myriad of people. Venom has become its own character by itself. So we'll see how they tie that in. Uh, we'll also be getting news about Prince of Persia. Uh the Last Crown is coming next year. We don't know exactly when, I believe. Uh, oh, and I take that back. It'll be January 18, 2024, and it'll be available on PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox, uh, X and S, uh, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, uh, and PC. So the new side-scrolling action platformer with a new art style, uh, because I believe you know Prince of Persia has been really known for its side-scrolling, uh, will be coming out. So hopefully you guys will be getting your hands on that. Uh, we got some news about Mortal Kombat 1, uh, which I believe is 11 in the series, but they've gone back and just started over. And uh, they got to do what everyone's calling a bone-crushing gameplay trailer, uh, which will accompany the teaser, which was like an epic movie. I don't know if you've seen the, the teaser for Mortal Kombat 1, but it is pretty awesome and i suggest everyone go take a look at it but uh we got that and i believe they're going to be introducing a new character as well uh you know they do this the dlcs where they get these like people who are uh or characters involved in horror or slasher kind of films things like that that they incorporate them into the game so we'll be seeing that uh, i want to take it from there and see what else we got let's see we got a fortnite wild reveals transformer crossover not a big Fortnite fan, but I am a Transformers fan. I've pretty much seen all of the movies. We we got our first look at Fortnite Chapter 4 Season 3, which is called Fortnite Wilds. The cinematic trailers showed characters hopping through forests before running into Optimus Prime, revealing the season's Transformer crossover. So the um, kind of game that started all these third-person Fortnites and PUBGs, is now meeting Optimus Prime of the Transformers. I might have to try this out myself. It's perfect timing as we get, I uh, believe, the whatever this new version of Beast Wars or whatever is coming to theaters. So uh, they've aligned this very well. I'm surprised that uh, Sony didn't align their Spider-Man 2 release better to, to take advantage, full advantage of the most recent Spider-Verse movie coming out now. But, you know, uh, it wasn't up to Sony, perhaps. It was more up to the studios and when they were ready to release the game. But uh, I love to see these uh, synergistic releases and timing. So, and Fortnite has always been on top of those. Whenever something new in the zeitgeist is out, they have their tie-in, which is, you know, I think perhaps one of the longest-standing and probably most impressive uh, aspects of this game. Uh, I'm going to skip over Sonic Superstars. I don't know if you guys are super interested in that. To get to my, my favorite personal, which is Alan Wake 2. It is one of, for me, one of the best games Microsoft has released. Uh, Alan Wake, the first mo first one, which in, you know involves a, I believe it's a writer who goes to the woods to write a book, and the you know some of the characters and storylines start to come alive, and it was a really intricate way that the studio, I forget the name of the studio that produces this, uh, but incorporates uh, bullet time or slow motion, things like that. It was super cool. They have a sequel coming out, which will be coming in October 17th of this year. Uh, I believe they had a DLC a few years back, which was kind of cool, but uh, a little bit left me a little bit wanting. This one uh, will be out this year. And the story goes, it is a 50-50 split between um, the FBI, a new FBI agent and a writer from the Pacific Northwest 
at Alan Wake, who's trying to escape from a nightmare dimension, basically, he, it seems like, and a lot of the influence seems like it's coming from uh, season one of, uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank, for that Matthew McConaughey show on HBO. Uh, oh, man. Sorry, folks, for drawing the blank, but if you know what I'm talking about, uh, please let us know in the comments. But it's like that season where they kind of have like a cult-ish aspect to it, and there's like a guy who wears like a deer mask or whatever. It's looks wild. I suggest you guys all go see the trailer for Alan Wake 2, and if you're a fan of Alan Wake or games like Control or uh, what was the other time dimension one? Uh, I'm drawing a blank for both I'm of those. I'm drawing a blank on that one, too. But if you again, if you if you just play Control, which I believe will be free to play this weekend, so you can go out and try that out. Uh, Alan Wake is from the same studio and has very similar aspects. Uh, go play that. Uh, I'm done gushing over Alan Wake too. What else? What are the news you want to pick from this list of stuff? Let's see. I know there's a lot of Star Trek fans out there, so we got a quick teaser this week of um, Star Trek Infinite, a grand new strategy game coming from Paradox. The game is in development at Quantum League Maker Quantum League Maker Nimble Giant Entertainment. Little was shown at the trailer, though, beyond the Federation fleet approaching the Borg along with images of the iconic Star Trek characters. But we do know the reveal is coming June 16th, so you've got roughly seven days, and we will actually get to see what this Star Trek game looks like. For those Star Trek folks out there who like a little sci-fi, myself included, I will be watching to see what this is all about. Great. Uh, and while you were doing that, I just felt like I owed it to our listeners to get this somewhat right. Uh, it's Remedy Entertainment, uh, which is the studio behind that. And I believe the other games that they were known for are, uh, just so you guys can go out and give it a shot, is da, 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 Max Payne, uh, Control, Quantum Break. That was the big... That's, yep. Okay. That was a big game from a few years back. There was an Alan Wake remaster. Uh, like I said, they're working on a Control 2, apparently, judging by the uh, Wikipedia here. So, again, I said all that to say this. Go check out the trailer if you're a fan of any of those types of games. Uh, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this new one coming out. Uh, moving on, we will be talking about Twisted Metal. will be debuting on Peacock. Not the game, but a show based on the infamous uh, Road Rage game. And it'll be out July 27th. So in those like sort of dog days of summer, you'll have something interesting to watch. Uh, Will Arnett stopped by uh, Summer Game Fest to show off a look at Peacock's Twisted Metal series, which debuts on uh, July 27th. The clip showed Arnett's Sweet Tooth. He'll be playing Sweet Tooth. And if you've ever played the game, you'll know who that character is. Crazy. Uh, there are also Anthony Mackie, who will be the new Captain America, is in the show apparently as a character named John Doe. Uh, I think that's going to be interesting and fun for people to uh, kind of go out and, like I said, just sit back and watch versus having to actually play anything. Uh, another thing we're getting is, for those of you who are fans of Marvel Snap, the new, you know, con- contagious uh, phone game, uh, card-based game, Marvel Snap is getting a new competitive mode, which, again, we have all, I think there's one where you can kind of invite a friend or have a friend invite you, but the new competitive mode is coming to the card uh, card battle in June on June 13th. The mode will uh, add a single elimination tournament to the game, with the tournament taking place over the course of each season. So uh, you'll be able to participate with other people and then basically get kicked out of 
uh, an event that might have you know uh, additional bonuses or features or uh, cards and things like that to get later on um there's a new trailer for season four call of duty modern warfare 2 uh so for those of you who are waiting to play that game here's they have a, they showcased a new trailer for that so yeah again you might be interested in that yep i'm interested i am your old-fashioned call of duty player so i'm excited for june 14th uh, speaking of more casual entertainment, Netflix shared the Witcher season three trailer, uh, which marks Henry Cavill's last season. So if you were upset about the Hemsworth switch, uh, you still have Cavill for one more season uh, as the role of uh, Geralt, I believe, of Rivia. And uh, we get to look at, you know, the first trailer. Uh, Siri takes center stage in season three as uh, Geralt and Yennefer work to protect her. Uh, we saw some great swords play from Cavill in this one as well. So he's leaving the franchise uh, on a, what looks to be a high note. We'll see how the writing goes for the for the show itself. Uh, you want to give people anything else that you want to pick from this list? We got a couple let's, more things, and then we'll jump onto our headlines. Let's see. How about Nicolas Cage is coming? I know, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know there's Nicolas Cage fans out there. Well, you know what was the, the name of the movie? Con Air, right? Con Air, The Rock. Uh, leaving Las Vegas, uh, Face Off, yeah. He is coming to Dead by Daylight. The Summer Game Fest crowd burst into laughter with the amazing crossover reveal where we learn Nicolas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. The infamous actor also appeared for a chat. <clears throat> Cage called Dead by Daylight a chance for him to branch out, and he's definitely doing that in this case. Branch out since he's never been involved in a video in the video game industry before. The Nick the Nick Cage ca- chapter comes to Dead by Daylight on June 25th, and I may have to just refire up the Netflix subscription and and uh, check that out. Yeah, it should be interesting. I believe he's playing his character from this most recent vampire movie he was in, if I'm not mistaken, um, because. The only other villains I could think of him, it was Castor Troy from uh, Face Off. So, um, and he wasn't necessarily your Dead by Daylight kind of villain. So, I uh, expect to see him as a vampire-ish type character in this one. Uh, we skipped over Warhammer 40K, which is uh, revealed a uh, uh, co-op uh, action. Um, so, you, you're going to be getting co-op for that. For those who are fans of that. Um, I want to say everything else. There's a bunch of trailers for games that. I personally am not a huge fan of, but uh, you should all go check out at your own time. Last but not least, uh, Xbox and Porsche uh, partnered up on a new design in celebration of Porsche's 75th anniversary. The company is partnering with Xbox for a collection of new Xbox Series X consoles themed after Porsche cars. They are for sale, but you can enter sweepstakes for a chance to win one. Uh, and so if you want to, you can probably head over to Xbox to see those new designs. Uh, if you happen to be a person who was a fan of Porsche or owns one yourself and has the money to kind of you know enter in these sweepstakes go forward and get yourself a custom uh, xbox console to match your custom car as well well if they've got the money to buy the car my friend i'm guessing the price of the xbox probably doesn't matter too much no no it's probably a line item in their in their tax returns with that being said, we're going to get on to our headlines. And again, if we left out a game or, or, or a trailer that you were interested in hearing about on the podcast, we apologize. But like I said, there was uh, an hour's worth of information to uh, try and distill into that little section of headlines or uh, our opening discussion. 
I'm going to start off with our first headline, which is Microsoft expects to pay $425 million uh, for privacy fine over LinkedIn ads targeting practice. In 2018, the Average Data Protections Commission, the IDPC, initiated an investigation to determine whether uh, LinkedIn had been violating European data protection laws regarding its targeted advertising practices. Uh, it seems like since 2018, the investigation has turned up something. We don't know exactly what yet, uh, but Microsoft uh, f- has further indicated that it was informed about the commission's prelim- preliminary decision in April. Uh, through the company's highlight, uh, highlighted, uh, uh, though the company's highlighted that it will dispute the fine once the fine of verdict is given, uh, Reuters has reached out to the IDPC for more insight on the matter, but they have not given an official statement yet. In preparation for the statement, uh, Microsoft has uh, had a spokesperson say, quote, after review and analysis, the company would increase the ex- uh, existing reserve for the matter and based on the current exchange rates, take a charge of approximately $425 million in the fourth quarter of our fiscal year of 2023. So I expect to see that in the earnings report. Uh, it's kind of an, a line item in this because they are at least acknowledging that something happened uh, and preparing for the worst. Like I said, they're going to try and appeal it, but if all else fails, 425 bucks will, or 425 million dollars will be out of their pockets. Well, I'm gonna have to bring it up. It's not going to be anywhere near what 60 billion might be for a certain little merger out there. So, 68 you know, billion. You're almost at 70. Yeah, almost at 70. So, you know that this this might be the steak night at um, the local steakhouse, and um, they're, they're they're starting off with an appetizer. Yeah, at least. <laughs> What do you got for us? Well, let's jump back to gaming one more time. Um, something pretty cool here. A couple, I guess, it was probably about a month ago, six weeks ago, we announced that Ubisoft Plus was coming to Xbox, and now you get a free seven-day trial to jump in there and check that out. Games like Assassin's Creed, your Tom Clancy games, the Ghost Recons, the Rainbow Sixes, the I believe, uh, isn't Far Cry? No, Far yep. Cry. Yeah, Far Cry is a Ubisoft game. You can jump in now through June 21st and get yourself a seven-day free trial. Now, do be careful. It is $14.99 a month, and just like any other subscription, guess what? If you forget to cancel it, you're going to wake up on that eighth day, and you're going to get $14.99 on your credit card. So if you don't like it, make sure you cancel it. Check it out. You, you feel just like Microsoft dropping 420, $425 It's like, damn, yeah. I, for, I forgot to pay that. Uh, with that being said, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly stand behind this. I love a lot of the Ubisoft games. I'm still not finishing Far Cry 5, which I think is amazing. And that's also in Game Pass. So if you want to get a taste for it for free, go go uh, get Game Pass. Start playing Far Cry, Far Cry 5. And when you finish that, jump on the seven-day trial if, if you can do it in time i will throw one more thing in there that we don't necessarily have as a headline but this might be some benefits to other folks while we're talking about these game trial things uh western digital did announce this week that the cheaper there i think they're 10 or 15 dollars cheaper i don't have the information in front of me but the cheaper storage options for the xbox series s the xbox series s or x excuse me there is now an alternative to the microsoft memory card western digital has theirs and if you get too many of these trials going you might need a few memory cards to be able to play your games there you go thank you that was a great suggestion 
moving on to our next headline, we have Microsoft settles with the FTC for 20 million over Xbox child data violations. Um, Microsoft will have to pay a hefty sum of about 20 million to pay uh, the Federal Trade Commission. And according to a press release by the FTC, the company was found to be violating Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, the COPPA, C-O-P-P-A. Uh, upon investigation, Microsoft was found to be collecting data from Xbox accounts belonging to children under 13 without their parents' consent. It's a big no-no. This is contrary to the stipulations by COPPA where online services are supposed to notify parents what data they are collecting uh, from kids under the age of 13 and how that information will be used. The FTC's investigation further uncovered that Microsoft uh, only asked kids under the age of 13 to get their parents to complete the sign-up process for them after they had provided their personal credentials. It was also discovered that from 2015 through 2020, the company allegedly collected and stored the information from the children's uh, from the children, despite the parents not completing the account cr uh, creation process. So, again, Microsoft uh, was doing something they shouldn't have, uh, knowingly apparently. Uh, as such, the breaches uh, the FTC's uh, this breaches the FTC's rule where online services are required to have parental consent before using personal data obtained from children uh, underage children. Microsoft C CVP of Xbox Player Services Dave McCarthy disclosed that the company didn't intentionally keep the personal data from the underage kids and indicated that a technical glitch caused the issue. Technical glitch in quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah. McCarthy further detailed that the company made this discovery while looking into this matter and that the engineering team has since resolved the issue and deleted the data retained from the children's Xbox accounts without parental consent. He added that the data wasn't used, shared, or monetized anywhere, because I'm assuming there'd be additional fines. Quote, regrettably, we did not meet our customers' expectations and our commitment to complying with the order to continue improving upon our safety measure. We believe that we can and should do more and will remain steadfast in our commitment to safety, privacy, and security for our community. Moving forward, per the DOG's proposed order, Microsoft will be required to streamline its account creation process for children, so change that up entirely. The company has already tweaked the process and will now require that users the users to provide their data of date of birth and if found to be underage, seek parental consent before proceeding with the account setup process. Additionally, if you create an Xbox account before May 20, uh, if you did create an Xbox account before May 2021, while under the age of 13, you're required to seek for parental consent before continuing to use the services in the next update uh, coming in the next couple months. So we'll see that they've gotten on this, but regrettably it was too late. And this is why 20, another 20 million is coming out of the uh, coffers for them. Uh, I don't understand why company, you know, we're, we're Microsoft fans, but I don't understand anymore why companies have these glitches. I mean, these child protection laws have been in place for years and we're supposed to have plenty of checks and balances in there to make sure stuff like this doesn't happen. I mean, 20 million seems like a careless, I hate to, stupid mistake to me. I wish I could make a $20 million mistake in my work and yes, see what yes, happens. Yes. <laughs> And let, let us be clear, that's a $20 million mistake in, not a $20 million mistake out. Bingo. <laughs> we, we both know what would happen if it was a $20 million mistake out. We would be on the unemployment line. If not in jail. But uh, yeah. yes, agreed. What else do you got for us? Let's see. We have, um, let's go ahead and get this over with because I know there was lots of fans. Microsoft is killing the Cortana app. Oh. Yep, I know you're terribly disappointed. That was your favorite app. And Windows 10 and Windows 11 later this year. We don't have a specific date. I'm not going to read you the entire headline, but basically, long story short, 
it came out in when uh, for phones and in windows in 2019 and microsoft's hope was it would be the all-in-one microsoft assistant when things got popular with alexa with siri with google this was microsoft offering well guess what now copilot big surprise and our buddy bing chat and if you're using the other ai assistants out there are slowly running these voice assistants off so copilot will be taking its place cortana good night nice knowing you hope you don't return i mean it's if a tree falls in the woods does it make a sound kind of situation yeah, i yeah. mean you can kill the app but who's gonna know that it was killed Sadly. i'm not i don't think most people will uh moving on to our next headline we have apple unveiling a new uh, game porting toolkit that runs windows windows games on a mac uh, again one of the more exciting announcements for anybody who is a developer fan of gaming or just a fan of platforms would know that uh apple under the radar almost mentioned that they are going to be having a new uh tool that helps port windows games to uh, mac os platform uh, the new game porting toolkit provides an emulation environment to run your existing unmodified Windows games, and you can use it to quickly understand the graphics features, usage, and performance potential of your games when running on a Mac. And this was from um, uh, uh, Apple, I'm assuming, spokesperson slash Mac expert. The toolkit is similar to Valve's Proton tool. So for those of you who know that, you'll probably have a little more insight than I do, uh, which is used in combination with Wine. Uh, to create a, a compatibility layer to run Windows games on the Linux-based uh, Steam OS, particularly with the Steam Deck uh, handheld devices. Uh, in it, uh, uh, in its uh, present state, the gaming porting tool is really more for allowing developers to evaluate individual games, to see how they perform on Mac, and to determine how much work will be involved in uh, properly uh, converting games. However, Mac OS users can also use the tool to try out their existing Windows games, which I do know from anecdotal experiences that there are people who are already using this toolkit to just bring over their own game library from Windows to uh, to Mac. So it at least gives you a hint of how accessible and easy this can be for developers if given the time. Now, mind you, for developer, time equals uh, resources and money. So not that they you know they won't just have one developer spend his whole weekend on it. It's how much money and time do you do to you. Uh, put forth to bring an old game to another platform and if you're going to get any uh, revenue from it, if it's worth the time. So just because it's easy to do doesn't mean it's going to be worth the time for people to do. And I don't think it's necessarily going to catch on because as we talked about here off off camera, um, there are no big real AAA titles in the Mac world. And I, I don't think Mac gaming really hits its stride on these new M series chips with all these power, you know, that we talk we talk about how much power they have until the GPU issues, any GPU driver issues are worked out and we see a AAA title function on a Mac or a MacBook and be playable and produce those FPS numbers at those resolutions that you get on PC. I mean, and in all honesty, it's a subset of PC users to begin with. So yeah. you're even you're even asking for a smaller uh, uh, footprint to to try and capture. And like we mentioned just a second ago, it's all about resources. Do you want to spend 
the you know hundreds of bucks or thousands however much this cost it to to back for what i think at, at its peak is about 13 percent of the pc population pc market so uh while it's great and there are more Macs being sold uh we'll see where this ends up in about three years so let's take it with a three-year window and see if if things have changed in gaming for for max what Maybe they for us? yeah well, i'll I want, I want to make sure we get this in there. This was a um, special that came into our inboxes a little late today. But oh, I yeah. want, to ma- want to make sure we get this in there. June the 11th, which is Sunday. Yep, Sunday. We have the Xbox Game show t- Showcase with a Starfield Direct Double Feature. You can catch that Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. And you can watch that on the Xbox Wire, or you can watch it on Xbox Twitch. You can catch it on Xbox YouTube. They've got it on their Facebook, as well as the Bethesda YouTube. So it's going to be interesting to see the Xbox Game Showcase and enjoy the Starfield Direct presentation on news and updates about the game coming to Xbox, PC, Game Pass, and more personally i want to see what starfield is all about so i'm going to be turning in to both parts no pressure microsoft but you're running out of exclusives to tease so you gotta yes. nail this one yeah they didn't do so well on the uh, last exclusive redfall, oh, yeah. uh, redfall didn't do so well so hopefully they hit a home run on uh, starfield here i'm hoping for uh what is, you got our last headline so you you take yep. off with that one i've got one more here for you folks Diablo 4, yes, Cream and I are going to get our Roman numerals just right, is already Blizzard's most popular game ever. And to, and to be honest, folks, I'm not surprised. Diablo, for me, goes all the way back to my college and high school days where we used to just sit around and play Diablo on our hopeful high-speed internet connections. And sometimes we even made it work over dial up so just to give some folks some idea ideas blizzard has hit it with either most reviews being a nine or a ten with roughly let's see 60 million people are already playing the game but i will no excuse me 60 million people with 93 million hours of playtime so far so good they did have a little bit of a server glitch last night i did i did notice that that was making its way across the socials and websites there was a little bit of downtime last night but uh, if you are a diablo fan you have noticed in getting ready for the launch they have had several play tests and were inviting players to slam their servers they knew this was coming. They even had a slam event where they encouraged it. So Diablo, after years of waiting, is back on track for me. That's a little bit of nostalgia value. Glad to see it. And this is why Microsoft is plowing ahead with the Activision Blizzard uh, deal because they want that title under their belt. Uh, they I obviously want the good press from it, uh, and they just want you know all the users uh, obviously from it. So. Uh, if you were ever wondering whether or not Microsoft has the balls to keep going through uh, the CMA, let this success of Diablo kind of show you why they feel that they need this so badly. I agree. I think when you get um, Diablo here, you get the Call of Duty franchise, and even 
the 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 one that kind of get doesn't get enough press overwatch um overwatch world of warcraft yeah yeah world of warcraft uh, i know my brother he he's out there listening and he's gonna smile he he used to be a world of warcraft addict yep so i i can imagine this is why we're seeing microsoft continue to push i mean here's four titles everybody can name off the top of their head if you've gamed in the last 20 years you know make it hits yeah yeah that are still blockbusters today uh, with that being said, we will leave gaming uh, until Sunday. Uh, but we would appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Um, where can people find you at if they want to talk more about gaming? Please do. David PAJ1978, hanging out on the Twitters. Uh, you can find me at MindHit1 on Twitter as well. I don't talk as much about gaming. I know very little, but the little I do know might be entertaining. So uh, with that being said, uh, thank you for hanging out with us, and we hope you guys have a great weekend. Yep, have a good weekend, folks. Play some games. See ya.